Blog Talk Radio. And I everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Help for HD Live. Help for HD Live is brought to you by Help for HD International, and it's made possible by an education grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals and the Griffin Foundation. Today, I'm your host, Katie Jackson, and today I'm really excited to have our newest team member at Help for HD International, Lauren Holder, on with us. We um, are really excited to have her now be the producer of Help for HD Live and uh, work side-by-side with us in advocating and and educating the world about Huntington's disease. Lauren uh, Holder's grandfather was diagnosed with Huntington's disease when she was just a teen. After a few years, at the age of 20, Lauren decided she wanted to be tested for HD, and she actually found out she was positive. Lauren um, is an amazing caregiver for her father, and um, she is an amazing powerhouse advocate for um, our large HD community. Um, at 32, she found out that she was pregnant. Um, it was an unexpected pregnancy, um, but because of the risk of passing on HD, she underwent genetic testing. And this is a subject that I know um, sometimes people don't want to talk about, but it's a very important subject. And um, I am so I'm so thankful that Lauren is brave enough to come on and tell us her story and tell us what she did because there are so many people out there that um, are getting ready to start family planning in our community. And um, Help for HD, we take a stance that there is no judgment on anyone on their decisions that they decide. You have every right to have children. You have every right to have a family. And uh, families bring a lot of joy into the world. Um, and so uh, that's something our community should never be taken. It should never be taken away from them. But there are now a whole bunch of different ways to go about family planning, which we are so excited about, and we are very thankful for Lauren to come on and talk to us about what she, how the process she went through with having her beautiful baby girl. Um, so, welcome to the show, Lauren. Hi, thank you. Can let's just start and tell us a little bit about your connection with HD. Um, so, my grandfather had Huntington's. My father tested. Uh, well, he was diagnosed with Huntington's at 50. Um, before that, I actually um, did the genetic testing for myself. Um, I was 20 years old, and I decided to test, and I tested positive. So for the past uh, 12 years, oh, my gosh, it's been 12 years. Um, <laughs> for the past 12 years, I've been very involved in the Huntington's community and doing advocacy work and fundraising, um, education, specifically law enforcement education. Um, and that type of stuff. Yeah, and um, and you and you are an amazing caregiver for your father. And the interesting thing is, you you're watching your dad. I find this so because me and you obviously get it. We're lucky we get a chance to spend time together uh, live at events and stuff. And 
um, you stayed dedicated to his care for sure. Um, you amaze me at how, what good care you actually provide and su- your father and support you provide to your mother. Um, yeah, so my dad is um, progressing in his disease, and so um, the only support we have really is um, myself and my mom on a daily basis. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, whenever she, you know, whenever she needs a break, I'm there um, having to learn on top of his Huntington's. He also has other conditions, like he had a kidney transplant and um, skin cancer and things like that. So, um, it's yeah. definitely difficult. Yeah, yeah. So tell us about your most recent experience with pregnancy. So back in October, I found out um, that I was pregnant. Um, this was not expected whatsoever. In fact, you know, we were told it pretty much was going to be impossible. Um, then I had surgery for endometriosis, and two months later, um, I ended up pregnant. <laughs> And um, it was a huge shock to me and my husband. Um, you know, we had been talking for years about having kids on, and what we were going to do, if we were going to do in vitro, if we were just um, going to not worry about it. Like, what were our options um, when we found out about fertility issues? We talked about adoption, you know. So those were all these conversations we had had for the past several years, and then it just happened unexpectedly. Um, so yeah, then we were faced with, uh, what we were going to do and we had to make a decision really quick. Yeah. And I remember I'm talking to you when you found out that, that you were having a baby. And the one thing, um, I find really interesting is that, you know, it, it was, I could see in your face the excitement, but also you were, you were scared. I could see it. I, I was, you were able to tell me face to face and, um, and of course, uh, that I think that leads me into my next question: Was it difficult making decisions to get genetic testing for HD for your baby? It was. Um, so the process itself is not difficult, um, but making the decision to do that was harder than making the decision for myself to get tested. Um, you know, it's one thing for it to be yourself and go, "Okay, well, I'm affecting me." It's another when it's a life that you're bringing into the world and you're having to make a decision on what to do. Um, I was so excited because I had always wanted a baby. Um, but there was that fear of, okay, this baby could have Huntington's. Do I want to um, risk that? Um, you know, is it fair to a child? You know, especially when we see juvenile Huntington's and how much harder it is, um, there's always that risk. And there were so many questions. And so, yeah, I was very scared. Um and I felt like I had a responsibility with um, with myself to get testing done um, because you know I've always I've always been of the opinion that um, knowledge is power, and mm-hmm. um, to me knowing would be better than not knowing. The process itself was was not hard. Um, they it it's difficult in that you have to find someone who's willing to do it, find a genetic counselor that's willing to do it because um, usually what's recommended if if the baby or fetus tests positive is recommended that you terminate the pregnancy. Um, so if you're not willing to go in with that mindset, usually a genetic counselor is not going to do um, the testing 
because even though it's not, they can't force you to terminate the pregnancy, there are ethical issues involved by testing and not terminating if the fetus tests positive. Um, so it was a difficult process um, in that, you know, I had to make that decision of, you know, what was I going to do? Um, and I honestly went into it just thinking to myself, God, please let this baby DHD negative and I don't have to make a decision. <laughs> so, um, you know, that was kind of how I went into it. Right. And so, so can you kind of tell us if, they, if you're comfortable with like, what do they actually do? Do it like an amniotic? Do they like go in and get fluid or how is that test actually done? Yep. So at 13 weeks, um, I went to a genetic counselor's office and talked with them after I spoke with them and they made sure that I knew what I was doing and I was aware of, of consequences and all of that. Um, they did what's called a chorionic villus sampling. So what they do is they go in and take a piece of the placenta because the placenta is the same DNA as the baby. Um, mm-hmm. So they take a piece of the placenta out and they do genetic testing. We had genetic testing on everything. We didn't do just Huntington's. Um, so they can, you know, test, like, a ton of diseases. They also um, test the mother's um, blood again and the father's to see if there's, you know, anything because, um, you know, it'll, everything will show if you test all of it. Mm-hmm. So um, so they just do that uh, about, just about, uh, I guess, two weeks to get the results back. Um, from the chorionic villus sampling, or CVS is what they abbreviated as. It wasn't painful whatsoever. Um, it's just an ultrasound. They, the doctor is really good, puts this uh, little catheter type thing in that can do a really fast sniff, and then it's done. I mean, it was the fastest procedure ever, um, and it didn't hurt. So it didn't hurt the baby. Everything was, was perfectly fine. Obviously, there are risks anytime you do something like that, but um, they always check for that beforehand. And how did you cope for those two weeks, knowing that here a scientist knows all the information, right, on your baby? Um, mm-hmm. And for two weeks, you know, you're getting ready to be, have a really big decision placed in front of you, um, possibly. Um, so how, what, were there, what did you do for those two weeks? I mean, I, is there anything you can do? No, I mean, it's, it's just that wait-and-see process, like when you do genetic testing for yourself. Um, sure. I think it's more intense because obviously it's your baby and you're carrying it and you are feeling these changes. And, I mean, at 13 weeks, you feel changes. Um, so it's very, very difficult. I literally had to live, um, you know, a minute at a time because it was, yeah. for me, it was survival mode um, to make it through those two weeks. Um, yeah. I honestly couldn't think about anything else. I couldn't, it was very, very difficult, much harder than when I tested. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so at the, um, did, uh, did you run into any problems at all during the process? No. Um, it was very straightforward. The genetic, genetic counselor I had was at UNC Chapel Hill. She was amazing. Um, she was with me every step of the way. She said, I'll call you immediately when I have the results. Um, you know, she called me. We wanted to know the sex of the baby as well, so um, she called me to let me know um, that the same day because those results came in the same day. But um, if anything else had shown up, then she would have called me beforehand and let me know as they came in. Um, 
so it, she was just amazing. Just, you know, she knew that I, I was so anxious about everything. So she called me and she goes, well, I'm calling to let you know that your baby is HD free. And mm. I was like, I just broke down. I was at work. I broke down crying. Um, just so excited. Um, and then she said, did you, do you still want to know if you're having a boy or a girl? And I said, yes. And she said, well, you're having a little girl. And I went, oh, I was for sure I was having a boy. <laughs> um, I'm so excited it's a little girl. A little girl is so much fun. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was the best news ever to find out that she didn't have Huntington. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about what you consider the pros and cons of doing this kind of genetic testing. Uh, pros would be, um, obviously, you, you get to know you're not having to sit there and worry um, about Huntington. Um the CVS sampling was very easy. Um, you know, the process was very easy. Cons definitely um, would have to be with the ethical issues that are involved because the problem is that when you test like this, um, if you t- if the baby tests positive, you have to make a decision on what you're going to do. Are you going to terminate the pregnancy or are you going to continue with the pregnancy? And then you risk that you know your child's genetic status and they don't have a choice in the matter, um, you know, and that's really hard. And do you also want to risk, you know, if they do have Huntington's, is it is it fair? It becomes this ethical issue, um, and that's a really hard decision to make. There is not a right or wrong to it. Um, you know, I think everybody's decision is very personal. I had a lot of people tell me not to worry about it. You know, you shouldn't get the genetic testing done. Just don't worry about it. Live your life. It's not what was right for me. But that's right for some people, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and if that's, if they can they can live that way, that's amazing. I'm so glad. Um, but this was definitely the right decision for us. Um, and, I, you know, I'm so glad that I did it. Um, had she tested positive, I would have had to then face uh, an even harder decision. And I don't want to even think about it um, because, yeah. you know, that's not my reality. Um, it's one of the reasons that, you know, for me, this will be, she's my miracle baby. Um, that's what I say. She wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't supposed to have any because of fertility issues anyway, but she did. And then she tested negative for Huntington. So she's my miracle baby. Um, and, and I will, personally not go back down that road of, of getting pregnant and testing again. Um, you know, I'd rather not have any more kids or do um, IVF with PGD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she is so sweet. Um, what a sweetheart. And you could tell she is the love of you and your husband's life um, and just brings so much joy. Babies do. Babies bring joy to your world. Um, I know that when every all three children we had, um, Mike, even um, I, I, you know, even in our last child, uh, when Mike was sick, um, I know it brought so much joy to him, and and it almost made him have a reason, I believe, truly to push on why he did so well for so long. Um, and but you know, it, it you know, this is why I, I'm a strong believer in um, there's no judgment. I mean, there is no judgment. The way I did it, I had a baby. I didn't get tested. I didn't really know that that was possible then. 
Um, so I don't know what I would have done, but I decided to have a baby. I know people that try to decide not to. I know people that decide IVF, PDG. You know, the one thing I always say is there's no judgment within our community. We have enough judgment by the general public, you know, in so many different ways, mental health and Korean and uh, all this different, you know, the looking drunk or intoxicated and the whole mental health issue and then the social security. We have so much against us. Um, and it's a community. So I, I always say there's no judgment on how you do this. But the one thing we want to do is give you as much information as you possibly can on all the different options that are out there. Um, Lauren, uh, this is one option that um, if, you, if you get pregnant that you can do. And I wish I would have known about it. I would have definitely went this route um, that you went. Oh, yeah. um, and, and it's definitely um, a cheaper route compared to IVF. Um, sure. So IVF with PGD, you're looking at $15,000 or more, um, especially if it doesn't take the first time. Um, and with this, you're looking at a couple hundred dollars. So the testing is not extremely expensive. It's just a few hundred dollars. Um, you know, the, that's great. But, again, you're dealing with the, the stress of having to make a really, really hard decision. Sure. Um, you know, do, do you terminate or do you continue on with the pregnancy when you know that your child is HD positive? Um, sure. You know, that, that's hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, again, I don't think that one way or the other is wrong. I think it's a, a preference for, um, for whoever is going through it. I do mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, I did deal with some negativity, um, unfortunately, and uh, I, I think the best thing to tell people is until you're in that situation, you can't understand completely what it's like to go through it. Um, yep. You know, had I not been through it myself, I don't know that I would have felt the same way about it, um, you know, because I was all about that IVF with PGD, and I, I, mm-hmm. and I didn't get the chance. So um, I think when circumstances change and you're faced with something, you um, – you deal with it in the best way that you know how, and you have to make a decision based off of that. So um, mm-hmm. I'm definitely judgment, judgment-free um, when it mm-hmm. comes to this. Whatever is right for that person is the right thing to do. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What advice would you give someone that was faced with a similar situation? Um, I would say definitely talk to the genetic counselor. Do a lot of talking. Um, express your fears, express, you know, what it is that um, that really bothers you and, and get that counseling with the genetic counselor because that was extremely helpful to talk with the genetic counselor. Um, and, you know, find people who are supportive in, um, with yeah. whatever decision you make. Um, yeah. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It's what you're going through, and so it's your decision. Um, yeah. That really would be my biggest thing is find people who are supportive no matter what your decision is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I'm so glad you said that because I think that's really important that, you know, um, you'll feel that uncomfortable feeling. If someone's mm-hmm. negative, um, someone's trying to bring in their own personal beliefs and pushing them on you and making you uncomfortable or making you sad with what they're saying or, you know, then it's time for that person not to be your support system. Right. Um, through everything with HD, we need strong, positive support. We need people to love us unconditionally and stand by our side um, with, with limited judgment. We need, don't need judgment. We need support. And so I really am glad you said that, uh, Lauren, and, and, and how you did feel negativity um, 
because I think that's important for you to share. You know, you did feel negativity and you had to push it aside. Um, I did. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was extremely hard because you expect that in the community, especially that you're going to get support. Um, and not everybody is, is going to back you and not everybody is going to be supportive. Everybody has opinions and that's okay. It's okay to have opinions. Um, but when somebody's going through something like this, especially when it's unexpected, you at the time you don't really need the opinions. You just need the support, yep. and um, because you're already killing yourself inside, right? Like it's this huge battle within yourself already, and so sure. having the support is absolutely huge because I mean ultimately you're making the decision. So, um, yeah. And I know I, I know I when you important. told. Yeah, I know when you you and I were um, were sitting. At, um, on the bay, actually, when you told me, I remember I just looked at you and I said, anything you need, I'm here. Sometimes that's all you need to hear. You know, yeah. you didn't need my opinion. You didn't need my thoughts. Of course, you know, I love you and I'll support you through anything. Um, uh, that's why I think you felt comfortable telling me. But, you know, all you needed to hear was, I'm here to support you if you need anything. Right. It's exactly you know. right. And so I think as a community, we need to understand that as well. That we yeah. just need to support each other. Um, because we're all going through this incredibly hard journey and um, as a community we, we need to support each other and then people outside of our community you're right they don't know they don't know what we go through oh, so no. um, <laughs> so um, I think that we could uh, start to wrap up this show here Lauren but any final thoughts for us before we close off um, no I'm just very grateful that um, I could tell my story and I hope that it helps somebody yeah, and, you know, you guys can always get a hold of us, um, especially for this story, Lauren. You know, you can always email Lauren. Lauren's um, email is Lauren, L-A-U-R-E-N, at help4hd.org. That's um, at help, H-E-L-P, spelled out the number 4hd.org. Um, if you have any questions, I'm sure I just threw that out there, Lauren, but I know you're, I know your advocacy <laughs> mission and your, what you want to do, so I, I, threw out, I threw you under the bus there. But, yeah, um <laughs> But we always are available for anyone to talk to us about anything. And thank you, Lauren, for being brave enough to come on and tell your story and talk about this because this is a huge topic. This is a huge thing. And, um, and there is, we all, we've always done shows on IVF, PDG, um, different things. But here is another um, type of uh, genetic testing that I am, um, I'm glad we were able to talk about on the radio. So thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Um, thank you. To everyone, hey, enjoy the rest of your day. Happy 4th of July. Happy 4th of July. Yes, everyone, please have a safe night. And um, until next week, everyone have a safe week, and we will talk to you next week, same time, same place. All right, thanks. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.